Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetzer, with you, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hymans. Bolt, welcome. How are we? Mate, I'm better after seeing that win. Nice, nice. Good way to start the year. Two pre-season victories, and now they've just got to take that into... Two Thursday time, two Thursdays time, and get on with it again. Uh, the final score bolt as we ninety eight uh, to ninety three. Yes, in uh, favour of the boys. I think we led by forty one at one stage as well. Yes, so we let them back in it, which we don't like. Fifteen eight ninety eight. A lot of you know, a, a lot of the damage was done early. We saw what we were capable of when you know both teams played the best available teams to them on the night. Yep, we dominated. And, and and I say this lightly, and you know it's probably my number one critique of Carlton, our midfield, creamed him, like smoked him, like Kennedy, Cripps, Hewitt, Chera were probably our four best players by a country mile on the night. Mm. They were unlike Matt Kennedy up, preseason game. Like you can't even say you can take a performance that good with a grain of salt because you can't. It was that good. Yeah. And for, and see Paddy Cripps kicked four goals. So just quickly, I'll read out the goal kickers. Cripps kicked four, Kennedy kicked two, Durden kicked two, Fisher kicked two, uh, Mackay, Oes, O'Brien, Parks, and Ed Kerno. Uh, Matt Kennedy, right? Let's go through his stats because this was some sort of performance. 37 disposals, nine marks, two goals, two behinds. So that's four scoring shots. He had 37. Plus one out on the full, which he should have scored for. And that one late at the end. Yeah. 37 disposals at 81% efficiency. He was just everywhere. Um, he was everywhere. Incredible. And he had was really 10, good in the air. 10 score involvements. We mentioned the nine marks. Three of them came inside 50. Nine clearances. Just unbelievable. And seven inside 50s. That is... That, and, and, wow. and to start off the top with Matt Kennedy... And then you look down and you see Patrick Cripps with 30 and 4. And and Cripps barely, I think, barely saw him in the last, in the last quarter. quarter. Yeah, and I thought Hewitt was outstanding as well, to be honest. Um, you know, Hewitt had it 33 times, and he's going to be that defensive-minded midfielder, but his handballing is brilliant. Just so structured as well, I feel like. Yeah, it, it's definitely more sound. I think, you know, I think, well, we, we watched the game together, and I think we'll both have the opinion that the disposal coming out of the back line wasn't great, but it no. looked like they were controlling the balls coming in really well. Well, you've been red hot on McGovern playing in this position. You've said for ages he's got a beautiful field kick, great interceptor. What did you think of him tonight? I thought he was great. Yeah. He took the most intercept marks on the ground. How many? Um, I think he would have got to six or seven by the end of the night. Because they came up, I think, in the third quarter. He was on five. Well, he had 11 intercept possessions. Um, he took six marks, so it would have been five or six intercept marks. He was outstanding, McGovern. And I thought Oscar McDonald was very good, and I think he's 
all but assured himself a spot on Jack Raywald round one. So there's a bit of a, a debate. Oscar McDonald or Lewis Young, assuming we're not going to play both. Yeah, um, they won't play both if McGovern's there as well in Wiedering. So you'd say Young is going to play twos in round one? Yep. He wasn't great tonight, was he? I mean, I don't, he didn't I really don't, do anything wrong. I, was I, I say, just thought McDonald was a bit more trustworthy on the you know yeah. when the balls coming in. I, I actually thought McDonald was really really good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. And, and when I, I say I th- when I say Young wasn't great, I just didn't really see him. And I think with McDonald as well, I, I think you know we've got to appreciate he's played seventy more games than Young as well. Yeah, you know, um, and that's going to hold McDonald in good stead. I mean, he played in a he's played in a preliminary final before, and and I'm not saying he's a world better because he's not, but I think you know there's nothing more he could have done to say I'm not going to play round one because he will. You know, he had 21 possessions as well. Crazy 21. Yeah. Wow. Um, the small forwards tonight, Durden. We can confirm uh, he did get a little niggle on the calf, but they said uh, it was precautionary, holding him out for the rest of the games. So he'll be right for round one. It was electric in the first quarter. He's a lock for round one. Yep. Oes. Yeah, he'll play around. So that'll be the two small forwards going in. Yeah, and Derda looks good. Derda looks really good. Looks like he's going to make things happen to get two goals, and he set up the one to Fisher in the first quarter as well. And he was very good last week. Yeah, and and you know, Fisher played a pretty good game tonight as well. Fisher was good. He needs it, you know, and they're probably those three, you know, smaller forwards that will be playing, complemented with Mackay Kerno and Silvani as your medium size, and probably Martin as that seventh. We'll touch on Martin later. Well, let's touch on him now. Yeah, he's not looking great. He was, you know, last year, with all due respect, he moved like he was 97 years old. <laughs> and maybe tonight he moved like he was 88. He just, he doesn't get involved. You know, we loved him in 2020 because he's, he's a beautiful user. He's clean. And I loved when he ran through the middle. Yeah. Like when he ran through the middle, it was just, it added a really cool dimension. And he just can't. <laughs> Get his hands on the ball. Maybe he's still a bit underdone. I'm not sure because he did play predominantly. I was going to say he didn't play last week either. No, and you know, he probably is underdone, so it's harsh. But you'd like, you know, it's very hard to say he's it's, a walk up right now. I was, it's a sl- it's it's a slight concern going into round one. Like he's someone who can be a barometer for us. Yeah, and he can be the difference. Like it's it's that group of players which is where the lift's going to come from. Absolutely. Um... So, second half, obviously, the team got shuffled around. There was a point in time when Williamson, Parks, Plowman uh, and Cottrell were our forward line. All my boys. Oh, yeah, they, they are genuinely your boys. Um, we look at the rest of the team. Setterfield. Setterfield had 18. He's going to play that defensive wing role, isn't he? If he plays. Like that, that, well, that, is, that seems like the position that they've got him in. I would have been under the impression Dow was going to play it. But my other boy hasn't been playing. And that's, we'll speak about that because I find, even I find that crazy. But I think it's Setterfield's spot right now as we speak. But there's always a chance. So you reckon Dow, what, what do you think of the whole Dow situation? I find it weird. And it's we weird. haven't seen him. Haven't we haven't seen, seen him. him. And towards the back end of 2021, I'm not going to say he played great games. He had really good quarters. Yeah, he did have he good had, quarters. Against Adelaide, Freo. Had really good, even halves against those two teams, but he never put the full game together. And then he got dropped in the last round of last year. Which was bizarre. Which was weird. And it just like, there was nothing to be gained from dropping him. Even I could say that. 
and the fact that we haven't seen him this year and we've seen O'Brien and Setterfield twice. Mm. And even the fact Ed Kerno got back in before him and Walsh hasn't been playing. Like, I don't think that paints a pretty picture for Paddy Dow's round one chances. I agree. I, I, you know, I, Ed Kerno wouldn't have played after half time tonight. I didn't see him a lot. I, don't I barely even saw him in the first half. So, yeah, same. And it, it's interesting. It's It'll be close. I, still up until the middle of this week, I thought Paddy Dow would find a way to play. But it looks like you have to take it yes. from what we're exposed to. And it probably is Setterfield right now. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I just think with Dow. Sukerno had six touches. Um, you look at the guys that have come in, Hewitt, Chera, and Matt Kennedy, let's say, like they're doing things that we know about. Like I know Paddy Dow can't do the ball movement. Well, they're all just clearly ahead like, of him. I've never seen a Carlton midfield play like that. The ball movement was sublime. There was a goal which Chera is exceptional. There was a goal which Cripps kicked when it literally went Pitonet to Hewitt to Kennedy to Chera back to Kennedy to Cripps goal. They mm. all got their hands on the footy and Cripps kicked it from fifty out. Like Dow's not going to be in a chain like that. No, I just think. It, it, and, I, and I don't like that we haven't seen him. In the, I don't like the fact that he's been available to play football and he hasn't played in the ones. Because I actually think that's a bit unfair. I think, you know, in these games where they mean nothing, yeah, you give him at least a game. You give him a half. Like, well, give him a half. Cottrell, Cottrell can get a half. Yeah, Cottrell's getting a and, and we use Cottrell as an example, but even guys like Parks and Jordan <laughs> Boyd played two full yeah. matches. It, it, I, I find it weird that you wouldn't want to utilize... You know, Fogarty didn't play tonight. It's interesting. Fogarty and Dow both not playing. It's just, yeah, uh, you're right. It just doesn't paint a p- good it, picture. It, it, going it's very blatant for them. It is. It really is. Like, they're so far behind the, not so far, but they're behind the eight ball. They're starting, you know, behind the pack. They definitely are. And I, I, I don't think Setterfield's necessarily setting the house on fire either. Like he's probably doing just above the bare minimum of what he probably needs to do to secure a spot. But if that's what you've got below you, then you're not really looking over your shoulder in fear. You know, Nunes didn't play either. I think he may have been injured. Was, was he? he? Okay. Was he? I'm not I sure. I feel like I saw that somewhere. I could be completely wrong. Um, see, this might be harsh going into the year to say this, but I don't really know why we kept Nunes. Maybe he was contracted. I just feel like with Nunes... Yes, he can sort of somewhat be reliable and is experienced and whatever. But you know what? But why would you why would you play him ahead of guys because, like Setterfield and Dow and those? Because when you, but when you're making that decision of who's going to play on your wing at this time last year, O'Brien was delisted at the end of last year. Mm. We, O'Brien's been good, by the way. Yeah, Doherty, which we'll touch on, was very much in the unknown on another wing. We just lost our other boy, Petreski Seedon. Cottrell was delisted as well. And David Cunningham's done his ACL. So we're kind of out of... You needed someone to kind of fall back on mm. who you know can kind of just roll into the team. Yeah. And you sort of know what you're going to get from Yeah. Wins. So I, I don't really have an issue with him being on the list, to be completely honest. That's fair. I don't no, know if you'll get... Yeah. I, I, that well, yeah. It's just like we, like we spoke about it at length last year. The wing. There was no one on the wing last year. Yeah. So, and look, I hope, I hope for O'Brien's sake he puts together consistent footy at the top level. I do. And the, like he's on the rookie list, so he's going to have to move quick. And he's had a good two games. He has, but... No, pre-season, we'll see. You, know, we'll you take see. everything with a grain of salt, but, you know... It, no, it's definitely... You've got to set the foundations here. 
and that's and then he's got to bounce off it. And he played round one last year and got showed up. Yeah. And he's had a much better preparation this summer by the sounds of it. He's played the two preseason games on the wing. Yeah. So, you know, it's all there for him. And now it's up now it's up to him. It's it's pure it's 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 purely on Lockie O'Brien right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um Tom DeConey, it was unbelievable to see him out there because we weren't sure if he was gonna play yeah. round one and he was great. I think Noticeably, he's put on a couple kegs on the shoulders, around the arms. He's, I think he's just filled out a bit more, which is good. Well, we needed him to. He was a twig. He was getting manhandled in, at, at stoppages. And at, at stages, he was getting in and amongst the packs. That rundown tackle was... Yes. Wow. And Jaden Hunt's And he took slow. a screamer. He took yes. an absolute screamer as well. No, I, I'm, it was good to see DeConning out there. So how do you think they go with DeConning Pitternet going into the first game? Because they're probably going to go with Soldo named Curvis. I've come to the conclusion to Conning and Pitternet are both just going to play. You reckon? Yeah, they're both going to play. They've made it pretty clear that's what they want to do. Whew. You don't agree? Oh, I'm not saying they might do it. I get the sense, Pitternet, and what did Pitternet win? Was it the best clubman? Yeah. I get the sense Pitternet is... I get the sense Pitternet is like a bit of a big deal. Like, not I, I don't mean this with negative connotations, but he's like a bit of a big deal in the in the locker room. Like he's very well liked. He's you know you know I I just feel like he's one of those guys who is going to play because of number one he's you know he's played pretty much most games actually since he's joined us. It's very top heavy. The two Rackman. I I just feel like Pitternet is one of those guys. It could be the best thing for Charlie gonna, Kerno. Yeah, I, I think Pitternet's going to play. And I think, obviously, De Koning's going to play. I think if one of them's missing, it's Pitternet who's missing. I don't think De Koning's playing two. So they played, was it one or two games together last year and maybe three or four in 2020? Mm. And it wasn't great viewing. No. I am heavily against it, especially when Silvani can play that second... Yeah, I agree. ...sort of neutralising role that you like to speak about. I... I yeah, I personally am against it, but I just get that sense with Pitternet that he's a well-liked bloke at the club. He, I feel like he just ticks all the boxes well, off might, the field and they, they just play him. They might be able to get away with it round one. Do you get what I'm get, trying to say with him? Yeah, it's like good for... I, I like get culturally, it. I get it, but I don't like it. I don't well, like, I, If that's what you're going to be picked on, then don't play. But I get, they, they might do it. There's not much to lose if they're going to go name Curvis and Soldo. And they and, will. And they're, two, and they're two big forwards. They usually do. They usually do. Mm. Well, that will be interesting. Well, and, and, that, and playing that extra Ruckman is probably where you lose that midfielder in where I thought Dow might be picked or I thought Ed Kerno might be picked. Yeah. See, Ed Kerno is a very interesting one for oh, me. He'll be wearing the vest a bit. I think he's just going to be the sub every week. It's not a great sub. <laughs> it isn't. It actually isn't. But I think that's what he's going to be. I I can't see him playing round... I can't see him starting round one. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing. Because he's just been phased out. You know, George Hewitt's come in, taking the exact same role. Yeah. And it's, and just, a fr- it's a fresher version. It's a fresher Ed Kerno. Yeah. And he's a better ball user. It's... Without no disrespect to Ed, it's just... No. It's just an upgrade. Yeah, it is. And Ed Kerno's had, you know, 11 very How decent many games years has Ed playing played for us. Oh. It would have to be close on 150... No, it'd be over that. 
close on 200, I don't know. He'd be closer to 200 than 150, I'd say, off the top of my I'd head. I'd love him to get to 200 games. That would be pretty cool. You know, I wouldn't maybe, have an issue with that. Maybe he has already, I don't know. My, my yeah, he's already got it. <laughs> when, who did he play 200th against? See, the back end of last year to me was a blur. Yeah, complete blur. I can't even remember it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even remember the back end of last year. Well, the last Could it have been against the Gold Coast when we lost? Yeah, it was. It was. It <laughs> I remember was. that now. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, typical Carlton losing to the Gold Coast, you know, one of your great clubmen's 200th. Anyways, um, yeah, so very interesting. We'll see what happens there. Um, let's get to the Twitter questions because I think this will generate some good conversation. As I just... Uh, Bolt, you're going to get it up? Yeah. Do you want to read them out tonight? Okay. Lovely. I'll do the, the raising. Bolt's going to be our, our host for these Twitter questions. Here we go. Got you'll, a bit of a rusty I, I tr- voice here. I trust you'll filter them nicely. <laughs> yes. It's like I'm the work experience boy here. <clears throat> get the voice going. Alrighty. Adrian Sal. I'm really split on Young. I don't think he plays round one. I'm curious what you guys think of his game and if we play him round one. Um, yeah, I think, well, I think it's as simple as you're not going to play Young and McDonald, and we sort of touched on it. I think yeah. McDonald's ahead. Same. And I, I, once again, I don't think he was necessarily bad. I just don't think he's a better option than Oscar McDonald right now. Yeah. Who was that defender who always used to play for us, who you'd always... Oh, it was McCready. At the beginning of McCready's career, you'd always say... I don't necessarily think he was bad because I didn't see him, but he just didn't do anything. I feel like that was the type of game Young played tonight. Oh, Tash. <laughs> no, oh, well, hang on. McCready at the beginning of his career looked good. You know, he looked okay. He didn't, like, he yeah. didn't do anything bad. Uh, this is a good question for you. <laughs> Stephen George, when Honey is fit, <laughs> which out of well, Durden... Well, stop there. He comes straight in. <laughs> <laughs> which out of Durden, Oes and potentially Motlop do we leave out? Well, Motlop won't play round one. No. I think Motlop probably will have to perform really well in the twos to get in. Because yeah, as in there's no rush with him. See, I think Honey is more... I think Honey is... Before he got injured, I'd comfortably say he's number one out of him, Oh, he's in Durden. I would say he was going to be number one in the pecking order because I think, I think he's the best of the three. Also, I think he's more versatile. He can play a couple of different roles. Honey can play bigger as well. He doesn't have to be yeah, just he can that mark above small. His head. Yeah, he's. We saw it last year. Um, you know, he definitely can mark the pill. We're gonna see Honey this year. Can we see all three of them? I don't know. I don't know if you. Can we probably play. can. Like, if you know, inevitably Silvani's gonna go down at some point. <laughs> and you know, Touch Honey, wood, mate. Yeah, Silvani is so important. No, he is. He is. And you know, and Honey, you know, and Honey can kind of play that. Third toward Honey tall can and play the Silvani role. Yeah. Minus the rucking. Correct. Um, it's interesting. I think it's two of them. I think Durden and Noe is going to get first crack. Yeah. And I think Honey's going to have to come through the twos. I don't think he's an I still. He's not an automatic. He can't be. He can't be. He'll have to go through the twos. I've conceded that, but I still think he'll come in at some point. Yeah, no, he'll definitely get in at some point. There's no doubt. MP. Was tonight a very unexpected, too good to be true? Or do you generally believe we finally know how to play slash be coached to play good team footy? Also, that second half forward line was a lull, wasn't it? It was a lull. Um, What do you think? About the second half forward line. It was a natural disaster. (laughs) What do you think of um, (laughs) the question? 
Um, it's so hard to know. It, it, look, I'm negative Nancy, and pro- I'm probably leaning more towards it's too good to be true because you're not going to smoke the Melbourne midfield like that no. in a regular season game. No. I, I, I do think, though... And but I, in terms of do we know how to be coached, I'm not going to make any judgment, and you're going to hold me to this on this podcast. I'm not. I'm going to be true to myself here because I was very harsh on David. I will not be making any comment about our coach until we get to the bye. I will not be commenting on whether I think he's the suitable guy or not. I think what I've seen, they're way more stable. And if you do comment, we're either going to be going very well or very poorly. Yes. It's <laughs> so I sort of hope you don't comment. <laughs> They'll either be nine and two or two and nine. Uh, but it's unfair. My opinion, I, I've said this before. I... No, and, they, they are way more organised. I mean, no disrespect to Brendan Bolton. And I mean, no disrespect to David Teague. I'm sure they've laid... What do you, bro- owe, what do you owe them? I'm just... You know, they're human beings. I, don't, okay. I mean, no disrespect. And, I, and I'm sure they've done good things for our club in setting us up for the future. I'm sure they've laid foundations, etc., etc. However, I think we haven't had a coach that is remotely capable of coaching at the level for five years. So I was in the car by I, my... I, I actually think since Brett Radden. I mean, Mick Malthouse took us to a final series and we won a final under him. Yeah. But since then... I don't think we've had a competent coach. So I'm happy. To, I, I was in and, the... and a competent coach can make a, an astronomical For difference, sure. even if he's not going to be, even if Michael Voss isn't an amazing coach, just a competent coach makes For, a massive oh, difference. No doubt. And I was in the car by myself today and I was thinking about our past coaches and I did set, had this Bolt thought. driving in the car, thinking about our past coaches. That's <laughs> something you probably do very often. Yeah. That's not road safe. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> And it, it, it almost came to me that the last three coaches we've had, one of them is probably the most tactically inept coach I've ever seen. One of them got the worst results I've ever seen. And one of them is probably one of the worst blokes I've ever seen. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, like they had three horrible traits, whether it was by choice or not. One of them was so tactic, didn't have the tactical nows to coach at the level. One of them had results that I've never seen in this league before. And one of them was just a moron. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. The fact that we might just, just competent, we just want competency, you know? And I think I really like the fact that there's clearly been a lot of shuffling around the players. McGovern's playing back. McDonald's gone back. He was initially forward when he came to us. We've seen, you know, Williamson. I don't think he's going to play forward, but we saw, you know, a glimpse of it tonight at half forward. I feel like he did it a little bit last year. Back end of the year. Yeah. Was it against maybe the Gold Coast? There was one game where he played a quarter in the forward line. I can't remember. Anyways. That Gold Coast game. That was the start of the lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. I think we were away. For, we, we, were, yeah, we, we got the egg. <laughs> we went to got the Airbnb. Airbnb. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I think you can just see so, some players have been shuffled around, which I like. Um, the one that I want to bring up, Lockie Plowman. He was in the stands tonight, and when they Durden got injured, they called him down. He had to come down and play. Oh, I'm still played, waiting for my message. <laughs> played in the forward line. What do you think? I mean, is that... What does that so? Does that tell us anything, or does that purely tell us 
I think it purely tells us we had no Makai, Kerno, Silvani on the field towards the end, okay. to be honest. I, I do. I still... I, you know, I, I'm pretty confident he'll be there round one in the back pocket. Okay. I'm pretty confident. Okay. I'd be pretty surprised if he wasn't. Okay. This is a good question. Ezra. Williams, still very disappointing, cannot kick. The bad foot of his of his is certainly a huge worry. Um, and look, to be honest, he is chaos. And I think it is more, you know, when you're a key distributor coming out of the half-back line, because there is a clear, and I, you saw it last week as well at Icon Park, there's a clear directive to get the ball to start in Williams at all costs. Yeah. And Williams just, there's no care for the Sharon. Williams is always, and you, you, what do you always call him? A hot mess. A hot mess. The two words you've always called him, and he probably is, um, but we know that. I mean, I don't even know what to comment He's on just, this. But it could be so much better. Like, it's there, it's just... But was he not but, this but, at GWS? Anyone, I was about to say, like, it was a bit of a buyer's beware, but oh, it's really tough. This is a case... I think this is just a pure case of we know what it is, but the good outweighs the bad. I hope it does. I didn't like his game tonight either, so it's not a bad question. This will be interesting. This will be interesting. From Jim Bob. Does Boyd hold his spot? Is he the player that can lock down a small forward? And it's the position I've been going on about all summer that we don't have a clear... And when I say a clear shutdown defender, a Neville Jetta, a Nick Smith, of that type of player, we well, don't have it. I think that's it. got to be plowed. My opinion now on the structure of our back line is when we had Jones, we were playing Wietering, Jones, and then Plowman would often be the third tall. That was because Marchbank was injured. That was because we do, you know, Newman sometimes. But, but Plowman often played above his height rather than playing on the small. But when Plowman did play on the small, that's when he played his best footy. So I think now the fact that we've lost Jones, it means we have to play McDonald and McGovern to yeah. cover to cover Jones. Yeah, the Essentially, aerial, yeah. Jones was playing two roles. He was, you know, a lockdown and also an interceptor. McDonald will play the lockdown. McGovern will play the interceptor and take the third tall. I th- and with Newman in the team as well, I think it means Plowman is purely going to be playing on the opposition's most dangerous small forward every week. And I like it. Because I think that's that's where he plays his best footy. Will he be any much, any better? I don't know. I hope so. But, and will he even play? I don't know. So but, it, it, it's crazy how Plowman's become such a question mark heading into the first game of the year. Where but it's good. It's, it's great. I've got no issue with it. But it's also not good in the sense that there's no one to really cover that position. Because, you know, Stocker's yeah. not there. And the, I don't think Boyd's ready to play round one with all due respect. Yeah, so to answer the question, no, I don't think Boyd plays round one. Boyd's very much still, I think, a project player at this point. Yeah. But I like the fact that Plowman can possibly play that role. He's definitely improved from the first half he played against St Kilda. Definitely. I'll give him that. Boyd punched it a lot tonight. He had a couple of intercept punches. Next one, Bolt. Damon Mule. Does Sam Walsh have a spot in that midfield? (laughs) Uh, Well, you're going to have to ask uh, Matt Kennedy if he can open up. The, mid, the midfield was bonkers tonight. It really was. Without our best player. It was really bon. It was... Cr- I've, ne- I've actually never seen... I, I know it's a practice game, but it was bizarre how good it was. 
Um, Let's blitz through some more. Tim W. Clearances was what impressed me the most tonight against an elite midfield opposition. Have we finally got the goods in the middle to match it with the best? I still don't think we do because I don't think it's deep enough yet. And I, th- I, I, I still think, you know, the four of them plus Walsh, it's, it, it looks like it should be a pretty, you know, decent five. Mm. I still think we need more. I still think you need more. I think... If Kennedy has a consistent... Because we've already got... Because we're already one down in that five. Yeah, we are. I think if Kennedy has a consistent year, he can just establish himself as just a solid B-grade oh, midfielder. I think, I think the blueprint's there, and it's Ben Keys at the Crows. The blueprint... And if he wants to go to the next level, it's Jared Lyons at the Lions. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, that's... The ben Keys is the perfect example of what Matt Kennedy can strive to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we wouldn't have an issue with that. Ezra, when Mackay's not playing, the forward line looks awkward and does not function very well. He's very important to our structure. I hope he stays fit. He is very important to our structure. And, it, uh, and like, yeah, it does look awkward, but there was no Kerno. Silvani went off with him. So that is fair enough. Um, all right, this is a good one. J.I., there were too many things to like, but if you were to pick one, what gets you most excited? He's given 10 options. I'll let you pick one. Let, okay, this will be cool. Let me pick one and tell me if it's on the list and if so, where it is. What to get most excited about? Um, oh, well, it has to be Matt Kennedy. Yeah, it, number, has, it was number two on the list. It has to be just the prospect of having Matt Kennedy play at the level that we saw him play at in the oh. second half of last year and tonight. And last week, he was very good. Probably our best player last week as well. Yeah, I'll make your life easier. His first four options were Cripps, Kennedy, Hewitt, Chera. So yeah, I'd say Kennedy simply because if he can actually put in a whole season of these performances and no one's going to play 22 tremendous games, at the exception of a couple of off games, if he can put in 15 performances that are at the level of what he produced back end of last year and the last two weeks, mate, I'm very excited. I hope so. What's for you, the number one? Well... Also, sorry to interrupt, very, very odd I'm saying this, but our small forwards get me excited. Yeah, that was on the list. Our that small came forward, in at number seven. Our small forwards get me very excited because I think they're the type of small forwards that when the ball hit the, hits the deck, they're quick to it. They're very quick. It's very one, quick it's, at it's, getting it's, the ball. It's one word and it's energy. Yeah. It's energy. Like... Without no disrespect to the small forwards who we've had out there for the last five years. Well, let's made, be honest. I, bets aside, we haven't really had. Matt Wright was the last one, and he wasn't even really... It's Like, it's weird, yeah. but I think these small forwards are pure... Small forwards. Zippy, energetic, we've got small s- forwards. They're small forwards playing in the small forward position. Yeah, no, they That's are. That's what they are. They're pure smalls. Yeah. Um, I like... Because I've just been such a defender of him for so long, and it's very rare I support someone at Carlton when their backs are against the wall, I'm really keen to see Mitch McGovern have a good year. Well, mate... I'm really keen to see it happen. If he's half as good of an interceptor as his brother... Have you read this tweet? What? (laughs) Option number five, McGovern playing like his brother. (laughs) No ways. <laughs> I swear I haven't read it. I haven't been. You saw, I mean, we're using my phone now to record. <laughs> um, I really hope, just for like his sake and my sake, 
Matt McGovern has a really good job. I really, I really do, though. And I mean that. Um, Damien Birmingham. The great man, Damien. So, I, love, just, I love reading these names because we read them every week. We didn't have an, we you know we didn't record during the off season. You hear them again. It's a nice little reminder. It is, um, so much to like midfield depth, constant pressure, awesome showing from the small forwards, and we did it with no weeders down back and no Charlie up front, and no H in the second half. Boyd, Setterfield, and Cottrell, and no Walsh, and no Walsh. Um, Boyd, Setterfield, and Cottrell still not up to it at this stage. Um, it's an interesting line. So Setterfield's going to be a really borderline pick. I think we've established that for round one. It's going to be tight. He's going to be player 21, 22, 23, is, or 24. This year's going to tell us a lot about Will Setterfield because it's clear that he, that playing on the wing, I think, is probably not where he would ideally want to. I mean, I don't know the guy. I've never spoken to him. But I don't know if that's where he'd want to be, be playing his footy considering, you know, he's always played inside up until last year when... They put him on the wing. He wasn't great. Sort of battled to get a game. It's looking like they are telling him, like, Will, you're going to play on the wing. I don't like him on the wing, but he doesn't have a spot as a full-time Rock Rover right now. So, so you've got to get on with it. It's going to tell us a lot about him. Is he going to pull his finger out and just, you know, do the team thing or wait and see? Luke McLaughlin. Is Lockie O'Brien worth putting the time in? Yes, he does some great things, but his skill errors are very, very costly, and it could be the difference in a close game. Also, is Martin a walk-up start? Uh, two things that we spoke about off-air and sort of on-air as well. Lockie O'Brien, he made that one error tonight where he kicked it into the man on the mark and then actually retrieved the ball anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, two preseason games take with a grain of salt, but he's been good. He's definitely been better than what we've seen of him in the past. And uh, Jack Martin, well, that is the million-dollar question. I think he is a he, he's a walk-up start for now, but he's going to need to play good footy to keep his spot. That's for sure. I was shocked he was getting games towards the end of last year, and well, was he ever? I feel like he did get dropped once. I, you know, the team selection last year was beggar's belief. Honestly, it was it was just a whoa. Um, so I don't know. I, I've tried to erase those times from my head, but Martin Martin really has to pull his finger out. Yeah, because we know like, oh, it kills me because like he, he's just he's the exact player that you get that extra twenty percent, you get extra ten percent of Martin. It makes the world of difference because he'll you know have twenty possessions, he'll be able to rotate through the middle. It's the perfect rotation with Matt Kennedy. It's the perfect rotation. It's a 70-30 rotation. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, Jack Martin's more important than he probably knows he is. Yeah. Which annoys me. I agree. Um, Are those think, all the Twitter questions? Yeah, we're done with the questions. I think we've obviously got to touch on Sam Doherty as well. Now, wow. Two ACLs, two rounds of chemo, and obviously the latest round he had in started in August, I think. The fact that he's playing on the in the first week of March in a VFL game... The fact he's playing in general, the fact he's been training with the team all summer, he's come in and had 38 disposals. <laughs> it's going to be... Wow. Like if, if Doherty plays round one, which you'd have to think he's going to be a pretty decent chance to do, it's, it's one of the most like unbelievable things you'll ever see. And I called it out last week. 
and I'm going to do it again. I hope the cheer squad's listening. I'm not going to name names. We've had we've had him on the show before. <laughs> He's a great man. Please organize something. 15th minute of the first quarter. All I want is a clap. I just want Carlton fans on their feet, and I'm actually going to put out a tweet, but I want Carlton fans on their feet 15 minutes into the first quarter. And just give us a clap. And obviously a cheer. Everyone's going to cheer. But just acknowledge it if he plays. And if he doesn't play round one... Oh, he's, well, he looks like he's going to play at some point, so it doesn't whenever even matter. It is, whenever it is, the first home game he plays... I want everyone on their feet 15 minutes it's, in. It's quite incredible. It's it, it's remarkable. It is remarkable. And, yeah, just unbelievable to every... Uh, yeah, it really is. And it speaks volumes of his character, the type of bloke like, he is. It's crazy that... So can I... So it's crazy say, that you can do two ACLs and that's not even the thing you're coming back from anymore. Yeah. And that's why it's so crazy. So crazy. And it's, it's crazy. So... You said he had the second bout in August. So That's I when he started. I can't even remember. Did he miss the second half of last year? Um, no. Oh, no. He, yeah, he did. He had a knee injury or something. He did get injured towards true, the back end of last true, year. True, 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 gee. He did. The second half of last year seriously left my memory. The last... It was actually weird. Up until around 17, we'd played 16 games. I'd actually attended all 16 games. I only worked it True, out the other day. Went to the two in Sydney. I hadn't missed a game, and then obviously the six were behind closed doors. Yeah, and uh, those last six games, oh, there was a loss to North in there. There was a loss to Gold Coast in there. Had our pants pulled down by Port Adelaide. A couple of good wins. Sinclair the last and two rounds against yeah, Port. Giants was was GWS in, last round. Yeah, the Port Adelaide and the GWS games. Oh. They were like twenty fifteen. That's what they were like. They were grim. Grim to say the least. Um, but yeah, the duck. Well, it's just it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, Bolt, you've got you've pulled up a tweet here. We're not going to read it out. We'll save it for the season preview. Yeah. All right. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to wait, Blue Baggers. You're gonna have to wait. We will do an official season preview. That'll drop in the days leading up to round one against Richmond. We had the great man, Paul Barbaza, on the show last year to do it. We're going to ring him up and get him on again. If he doesn't come on, just know he's declined the invitation. So, Baz, all, all the pressure's on you, mate. Uh, make sure you make yourself available, please. We'd love to have you on. Um, all right. I think that wraps it up for tonight. Yeah. Um, good, good win. I mean... Great win. We'll wait and see what comes over the next few days. Well, round one's in, look... The lead up now. The lead up starts to round one. You know, you know we're what? two weeks away. I know we haven't got Walsh. I know we won't have Stocker. I know we won't have Marchbank and Cunningham. But other than that, who else are we missing? I feel like if Doherty plays, it's a relatively fully fit team. Apart it's, from it's those a lift, four, it's a lifter as well, and that gets you up and about. Well, Doherty's massive. Doherty is a massive in on the wing. He is a massive in on the wing. He's gonna play wing. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm just trying to think. It's like round one's a, it's a massive game. We haven't won a game in the opening two rounds of the season since 2012. We need to win round one. It's 10 like, years. You know what? Like, it, we just need to. I, you know, I don't care that Walsh is out. I don't care. Like, we need to win round one. I know we're missing our, arguably our best player. Well, he is our best player. Top three yeah, in the yeah, Brownlow, yeah. best and fairest winner. I don't care. 
We need to win round one. No excuses. Don't give oh, no, me this while she's no ex- out. No, if we're no if we're gonna play finals, we're winning round one. It's as simple as that. And I'm not saying, oh, you know, you lose round one, you can't play finals. But I'm saying, if we're serious, if they think they're good enough, if they really think they're good enough, you win round one. It's as simple as that. Richmond are not the powerhouse they used to be. You told me today that there's a chance Lambert might be out for the year. He's definitely not playing round one. Doesn't look like Vlosten's going to play, which is big out. And for I think them. Graham's in a bit of doubt as well. So they've got outs. They're not the Richmond they used to be. They'll probably come out and belt us now that I've said all this, but round one, we need to win. Have you put your tips in yet? I haven't tipped in a while. I haven't tipped well, in a Well, there hasn't few... been a game in a while. No, well, I was <laughs> going to say, I haven't tipped in like two years. I used, to, I used to run my own tipping competition, Yeah. but haven't done it in a few years. So I haven't tipped, but maybe we'll do a Blues footy tipping comp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love tipping because... Uh, because, because like you got to tip with your head, and I don't like tipping results that I don't want to happen. Yeah, I know if that exactly makes sense. What you mean. Like you don't, you never want Essendon and Collingwood to win, but naturally there are games where you're going to tip them. Yes. See, the way I view that is, I see it as a win-win. Either you get your tip right, or you get what you want. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, we'll see what we do. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up there. We will do a proper, comprehensive season preview. Uh, hopefully the great man Baz joins us. Bluebaggers, that's all we've got for you tonight. Um, we wanted to record the episode tonight just after we watched the game, so it was fresh in our minds. But uh, we will be back in the studio with our proper mics and everything for the season preview. So stay tuned. If you haven't listened yet, go back and listen to our last two shows. We did review the uh, St Kilda practice match. We reviewed that in full. We both attended that. And we also had Luke Sayers on the show in the episode before that. So the last two episodes uh, have been good. Have a go. Go back and have a listen. And uh, stay tuned for our season preview. What's the countdown now, Bolt? Well, we've just ticked into Friday. So we're 13 days away from round one. We're into two weeks. Season preview and then the next episode after the siren round one. And... uh, Keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter account for some Twitter spaces. So this yes, is a... we'll lock some times in. Definitely lock some times in. Uh, if you don't follow us on Twitter, be sure to follow us on Twitter because this is an opportunity for you to have your say in the conversation. Um, we'd love to give you the opportunity to uh, voice your opinion. So we just open the Twitter spaces for anyone who wants to say whatever they want to join and uh, voice their opinions. So Twitter spaces, we're at Blues Footy on Twitter. Come and engage and uh, look forward to hopefully having you on the next spaces. Bolt, thank you. No stress. Blue Baggers, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back to do this all again in a couple of weeks before round one. Very exciting. Very exciting. Go Blues. Have they been playing against the famous four?